Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to take a look at what does your brand do for you? That's the question. Want to get into what is your brand? Are you your brand? And how do you leverage it? We've got all that more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Real Ads. Real Ads brings all your high-value real estate tech tools together in one platform to slash cost and boost marketing at the same time. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R-E-A-L-A-D-S-C-R-M. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. And today we're taking a look at all things brand. And I'm with my brother, Tim. How are you going, mate? Hey, Ray. And uh, thanks. Uh, it's a little bit of an opportunity. I'm visiting uh, here in, uh, in Victoria, in Melbourne. And great to catch up. We've had some fabulous family time. Tim and I are two of five brothers. And we've all got a bit of a marketing bent in our family, I'd say, to some extent. You're all real estate agents. Yeah, well, we're the only, the four of us are real estate agents and you're not. I was the wise one. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Tim's up. Tell us a little bit about, because you've got a very interesting history with with brands and uh, and that sort of thing. Give us a little bit of a summary as to your, sorry, this is all without, working without a net. That's all right. Yeah, tell us uh, a little bit about um, your backstory. My backstory is... Or the at least the entry into the marketing world was I first started in advertising um, after a acting career, uh, realised I loved it but couldn't make enough money from it and went into advertising and that's about over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, copywriting. And then I fell in love with the uh, – I'd write ads and they'd go on air you know, a month or two later and then you'd sit down with the client and see the sales results. And I fell in love with that, oh, my gosh, you can um, – you can put messages out there and they actually impact what, what happens. And it was mostly FMCG, mostly supermarket stuff. And uh, someone said, yeah, it's called marketing, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. It's like people buy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it was amazing. So I went from there into, um, into the marketing world where I've, I've kind of been for the last 20-odd years. Right. And you had some time at Nike back in the day. Yeah. Um, you've been with some bigger brands. Tell us... Uh, any major takeaways from Nike? You spent some time in Portland it was at the head a, office? It was um, Nike, uh, an amazing company. But I, I think the incredible, incredible culture internally, which then plays out ec- externally. So yeah, yeah. what what you see and the magic you see on the on the outsider is, is a result of what happens inside. But I promise you, um, it's as big a shit fight as any other big or small business. Right. Like... You're making stuff up on the run. Yeah. Um, stuff's changing. Stuff's happening. Of course, from a product point of view, they're way ahead of the game, and yeah. and you know what's happening a year or two out. But from a marketing point of view, um, you're flying by the seat of your pants yeah. uh, every day. And it kind, you know, that saying, "Learning to dance in the rain." It's yeah. it's kind of like that because the rain doesn't stop, and there's right. always something else happening, and there's always something going on. So you you're making the best you can do of every moment. Yeah, there's no magic or or ease to it. It's there's just not. another brand out there competing with with everything else. Yeah, and um, so. uh, what they do, what they do, as well as if not better than most, is um, tell stories. Right, right. And we and we can jump into that at some stage, but that, that's that's the magic of of Nike. When you pull on, we used to play this game where uh, you'd have a pair of tracksuit pants, and it, it, you know, which is when we're we're selling stuff, and you'd go 
take the swoosh off the tracksuit pants and what, what are the tracksuit pants worth? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, maybe 40 bucks. Right. Right, I put the swoosh on. Now what are they worth? Yeah. Oh, well, we're selling them for 120. Well, there you go. That's the value of the brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Nike founder Phil Knight wrote the book Shoe Dog, yes. is it? Yeah, what a great book. Yeah, um, yeah. And how good's the film Air? You've seen that, haven't yes. you? Yes, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And that, and, and that film is I, – I, I didn't work from Portland. I worked from um, the Melbourne office um, but spent a fair bit of time over there. That is very true to the legend that is. Right. Um, and, you know, he's, he still pops in, does his thing, speaks to the staff occasionally, um, less so these days. Right. But – that his his ethos and those if anyone's seen the film those um, mantras that come up or maxims they're called within Nike right. that come up through through the film yep. uh, they're all absolutely true and what people are held to yeah cool and so you have um, you've summarised a lot of what you've learned in your in your most recent book your amazing brand story <laughs> my only book <laughs> <laughs> sorry your book um, I was just pumping you up there so. Um, uh, it's called your amazing brand story, and um, I love the thumbprint. Can I get a? Can I get a? That, that'd make a great poster. There's yeah. a thumbprint on it with the type too small to see, but yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the idea of that thumbprint came from um, you can't impose image in the show notes. By the way, you, you can't impose a brand. You can't make shit up and go. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make this for my brand. The brand comes from within, right? And everyone's thumbprint is is unique. So it's about what's finding unique to you, the person, or you, the company, yep. and tripling down on that and making that your brand and the experiences you create from that brand. That's where your story will come from. That's what people will fall in love with. Right. What is what is uniquely you? Yep, yep. There's an image of the book, of the book title. It's gorgeous art, um, as only a marketer would do. Uh, your amazing brand story. Uh, go to Amazon.com to find it or wherever you are. Just search online. Uh, how to help more people make more money. Uh, how to help more people and make more money by Tim Wood. Um, and there's an audible version as well. There's mm. a recorded version. Yep, it's on Spotify. Uh, which is written, re- uh, read by yourself. It is. Awesome. Okay, so you can check that out. Fabulous. And uh, your history on the back there as well. Um, so I want to unpack this a little bit today. And thanks so much for your time. But... There's a lot happening in the real estate space at the moment and our listeners are real estate agents looking for an edge, looking how they can leverage their brand, whatever that might be. Um, and what's happened in the last probably 10 or 15, maybe 20 years is we've had the super mega agents that everybody worked for. Um, they've, you know, we've seen the rise and rise of the big brands um, in Australia and, and everywhere globally. Um but then we've had the rise and rise of the cloud-based agent or the agent who, the digital agent, as I call them, they don't need um, a big brand because they are the brand. So we've got this sort of transition taking place at the moment between the established big name brands. And when I, when I talk about the brands, I, I really think I'm talking more about a logo. Um, and I don't want to get into the naming names, but everybody can think of a big real estate brand on your street corner or whatever. We've gone from, you know, a, a freehold on the high street to, you know, what's dominating online. And it's and we're in this huge period of change at the moment. So I was just keen to explore with you and your brand knowledge. And I know we've worked together in real estate a little bit. So you do you do have some knowledge in this space. Um, what is the brand? Is it is it my logo if I work for a big company, or is it me? Well, it's both. It's right. e- it's it's everything, isn't it? It's 
the feeling that people have, the, the audience has, yep. when they come across you or your brand or your logo or your colours or your music or whatever it is, the, feel, the, the, the feeling that, it, that is invoked inside them is, is what we call brand. And look, it's a pretty nebulous term, isn't it? You right. know, and it's so fluffy because you go, oh, what's all this brand BS? Let's yep. just get out and sell stuff. Yep. And there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that. But the problem is if you take that attitude – and a lot of people can grind out a living doing that, but you actually are commoditizing what you've got. So you go out and I go out and, and that's all we're doing. Mm. We're, we're just working on um, knocking on doors and cutting our margins. It's, it becomes a race to the bottom. Yeah. And you don't bring the advantage of that little bit of magic, yeah. that little bit of allure. Yeah. A, a, the biggest benefit a brand can give is enable your customer to predict the outcome they want. Right, okay. So if, I'm, if, there's, if, if there's three real estate agents uh, and you're doing a listing presentation and one of them you know because Sarah and Brett up the road sold their house and got this result, yep. you know the, 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 you can predict the outcome, yep. then they're streets ahead, aren't they, mm. of, of, of the other two that need to work really hard and start to try and cut their margin or um, do extra opens or uh, do the bells and whistles and speak to the features and benefits. Yep. There's a credibility factor there because human psychology says, well, if, if, if Tim Wood, the agent, was okay for Brett and Sarah then, then, and they got a good result, then it's just safe. Yep. It's probably going to be good for me, which, by the way, guys, is is you know a big uh, heads up that um, just listed and just sold marketing is is very very powerful and I don't, I don't think uh, we do anywhere anywhere near enough of it Instead of trying to configure different software to run your real estate business, Real Ads agents solve the problem with a fully loaded tech bundle that saves them over 85% in monthly costs. The platform includes a stunning CRM, an easy-to-drive social media ads manager, an online design tool, and templates to create all your marketing, a reputation management tool to quickly build five-star reviews, sales funnels to generate leads on autopilot, and lots more, including 24-7 tech support. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R-E-A-L-A-D-S CRM. So if somebody, like I always say, somebody woke up this morning and decided to sell, decided to call an agent, bring bring an agent in to, to get their place on the market, did you get that call? The brand takes a big place in that. And I know that, and in your book's called Your Amazing Brand Story, and I know that, that your feeling around this is that your story is a big part of that. So can we get into that a little bit? Mm. Um, and, you know, we talk about the, the three, the hook story offer mm. kind of thing. But because um, I talk to a lot of agents and I go, what's your story? And they kind of really don't think they have one, but mm. everybody kind of does, don't they? Yeah. Can yeah. you give us some examples or talk to that a bit? Yeah, totally. Every Everybody does have a story. A story is just a tool, though. A story is a shortcut to emotional connection. Right. So, and, and, and our brains are pre-programmed from day dot. Story is a shortcut to an emotional connection. I yeah, like that. that, that yeah. And, and what does a brand do? Yeah. If you have a good brand, it creates a, a, an emotional connection. Right. So, actually, let's talk about that first because this is where the story goes. Okay. So... Emotional connection, what the hell does that mean? 
um, I, I know you, I like you, I trust you. Um, but it also means an, a connection to what they really want. So what, what does a buyer, or no, uh, in your case, a seller. Uh, so I'm a real estate agent and I'm going in for a listing. Yep. Um, and let, let's just play this game. What do they want? Okay, I think they want three things. They want a top market price, above value if they can get it. They yep. want a sale in a reasonable time, number two. And three, they want a rewarding real estate experience. Right. So I'm going to hone in on the third because the first two are feature benefit. Okay. So what does a, a rewarding real estate experience give them? So they have an rewarding experience. What happens then? What, what, what do they get from it? They walk away feeling uh, great. Yeah. Um, everything worked. Yeah. Uh, we, we took a punt. We didn't know who to sell with, but we made this decision and it's kind of, uh, it's um, it's supported our idea. Right. So they're going to a dinner We've party that, that night. Yep. There's a bit of status. We sold for the top dollar. Yep. Uh, biggest price on the street in three years. So there's this, um, there's, yes, they want the, the, the function of a, of a great price, but ultimately what they want is, they want to feel really good about it, right? Yeah. Look, look at us. We're a young family. We've got two kids. We, we bought it there. We, we did a bit of work on it and we flipped it four years later and we've made, we've made a great price. That brings – you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. So, so that's what the audience wants. That's a component. That's the emotional component of what they want. They want to feel really great yep. about it and they want to go, bang on, we chose the right agent. We are smart. So now comes to your story. Your story is only relevant if it's delivering on what the – um, your audience wants, right. in this case, the seller. Yep. So you can then craft your story to work out what is it they want and how do I tell my story and frame it in the context of what my audience wants. That's, go, go to Nike. We all, we all know Nike and we've spoken about it earlier. Nike, what, what, what do people want? They want to feel more like an athlete regardless of, of, of their state of, of fitness or size. That's why women are wearing athletic gear when they don't need to wear athletic gear. Why are women wearing walking around in lycra? Right. Dropping off the kids to school and walking around and they're not even going for exercise. They want they want to feel more like an athlete. Right. Why is the Ute the highest selling car in Australia? The the Toyota Hilux Ute. Because they everybody wants to feel like a tradie. Yeah. Right. And we want to feel like outdoorsy and we're adventurous. They're right. driving around the suburbs. Right. They're not even yes, they're big in the bush, but they're so this is what people want. People buy on emotion and rationalise, post-rationalise with features and benefits. Right, okay. They buy on emotion and post-rationalise with features and benefits. Right. Think of, think of the last biggest purchase that you made. Right. What was really driving that purchase, that house, that car, that school that you chose to send your kids to? What's the big driver? And then how have you rationalised that decision? Uh, well, good example. Um, we're recording this... Uh we're recording this episode on my iPhone and we're using a Shure, S-H-U-R-E, microphone. And um, I wouldn't buy any other microphone because I know I don't need to think about it because I know it's quality. I'll pay a little bit more to get it. You can predict the outcome. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, so that's where margin lives. But people go, why, why should I bother about my brand and why should I worry about my brand? Because that's where margin is. If you take away the brand, you're a commodity. And now you're arguing about commission. Yep. And so am I going to do 1.2, 1.5, 1.8, you know, Stop the argument. Bring in, bring in the brand. One point two. I don't know. Where are you shopping? I haven't sold a house for a long time. I don't know what it is. But if take take commission off the table. Yep. If you want to go and 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 bargain hunt, go for your life. Yep. If you want a great result that's going to make you feel incredibly proud with a great real estate experience and puff your chest and walk that little bit taller, I'm the person you should listen okay. with. Okay. So back to the dinner party. We got a great result. Mm. 
are we going to talk about ABC Realty that we sold with or are we going to talk about John Jones, who was our agent? Mm. Who's the brand? Well, the brand is both, isn't it? Right, okay. And it, and it depends on if AB, ABC Realty uh, has a presence in the market or whether the agent has, has the presence in the market. You know, you, you said at the start... Um, many realtors these days are just a colour or, or, or a logo. Yep. You know, you, you chuck a bike in your foyer and you call yourself, uh, you know, we're quirky and we're, and we're different. Um, the, the, the brand is accumulation of the experiences you, cre- you create. Yep. So you can say what you like. You can put up whatever colours you like. If you're not going out and creating those experiences, because when people have a lived experience, that's when the brand comes to life. So Brett and Sarah go to the dinner party and they're feeling really proud, absolutely they'll tell the story of who sold, of who sold their house and, yep. and what an amazing experience was. Why? Because it makes them look smart in the choice that they made. So who is, who is the brand? Yes, it's the person. Of course it's the person. If they work for a, a, a big realtor and, the, and they've done a great job in creating experiences, then they're also the, the brand. But there's no reason, especially in real estate, why the individual can't be the brand. Yeah. Let me put you on the spot with a question. Um, if you were, if a real estate agent came to you in your role as a marketer and said, I'm looking to grow my business, to grow my brand, mm. to grow my footprint, um, long story short, code, get, Tim, can you get me in front of more sellers, mm. right? Can you get me more listing presentations? Mm. Mm. What would you advise? What would you, what would you, uh, what's your thinking around that? So I've got a principle of impact before money right. and, and myself and my business partner work in this space a lot. So let's park the money. Right. You want growth. I get that. You will get growth when you make a greater impact in the community that you're in. Okay. So that impact doesn't have to be going out and picking up rubbish and, and um, uh, being, being the greater than, greater than thou holy person. We're not talking about billboards. No, correct. We're not right. talking about billboards. We're actually talking about making an impact in the community. So what's important to you? Right. Um, could be my kid's basketball team. Right. So yep. get in there and make an impact in your kid's basketball team. Okay. You Use your brand, your, you, your personal brand, or you, your business um, brand, right. and get in there. And don't just slap a logo on the back of the, of, of the sweater. Um, you can do that because people will help see it, but actually make a difference in people's lives. Right. People, are, it's so hard right now. Interest rates are rising. We're all heading towards a cliff. Um, how do we do this? How do we manage our property portfolio? How do we get into the market? How do we sell for the right price? People want help. Yeah. So get in there and help them yeah. and start making an impact on people's lives. Then you've got a story. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got something that people go, I know you, I've met you, I like you, I trust you, and it's coming from your heart. Right. You won't, you won't have a, a, a conversation about commission right. when someone has referred you because of the awesome work you've done for the last three years helping okay. the kids' basketball club get yep. back on their feet. Yep. And you've only ever got 4 or 5% of people in the community that are, act, that are actively buying or selling. So if you're smashing them with real estate content all the time, pretty soon they're going to switch out. Correct. So you want to be... Peppering, you know, eighty or ninety percent of your stuff that's going to affect ninety percent, ninety-five percent of your market. That's right, and yeah. and th- so I, I talk about this in the book a lot. It helps. Um, this this might sound a bit wanky, but every story is anchored in a truth. Right. You've got to find that truth. What is true to you? And truth is what the audience wants, and the greatest impact you can make on that want. Yeah. That's where your truth is. From that truth, you create your story. And then create experiences from from that story. That's the formula: truth, story, experiences. When okay. brands do that, 
Nike, McDonald's, Krispy Kreme, Mattel, whoever they are. What's the truth? What's the greatest impact you can make on what your audience wants? What's the story you wrap around that? And then how do you bring that to life with actual experiences in the communities that you're in and in the geography that you're in so people know you like you, trust you, love you? Nice, nice. I'll put a plug in for my latest book, Digital Mare. And if you go to the show notes for this episode, you can download a free copy. So there. Nice. <laughs> how, many, how many books is that for you? Uh, it's classified. Yeah, you are a machine. You are a machine. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a few. Now, you just touched on the old KK there, the Krispy Kreme. Mm. I'd forgotten about those mm. dark days of, of refined sugar. Yeah. Um, how, did you, how on earth did you market that? Because you were working at Krispy Kreme at a time when, when sugar was, was uh, you know, the food of Dr. Evil. It was. Yeah. This amazing thing happens, doesn't it, in society where to every trend there is a, there is a counter trend. So um, for every healthy moment that people want to jump into and go to the gym and be healthy and wear athletic gear, there is the existing, at the very same time, the counter trend that Domino's has never been doing better business or, or, or McDonald's. Yeah. So For every Toyota Yaris, there's a truck. <laughs> That's right. Leave the Toyota to Yaris alone. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly right. Tim's got a Toyota Yaris that's done how many Ks? Oh. 500,000? Uh, yeah, it's just, just a lot. It never stops. Yeah, it uh, did in the Burnley Tunnel. Oh, that's, that's right. another story. With my 19 year old driving it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so, but, but get back to your question Krispy Kreme. It was fascinating. So, it was, it was in the heyday when it was launched into Australia. And the marketing budget was zero. Right. Donuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so they said you can have as many donuts as you like, but you ain't getting any money. Right. So Great way to grow the brand. The strategy was get the donuts into influential people's hands. So here was the truth. The truth there in, in that case, what did the audience want? They didn't necessarily want donuts. They wanted to be um, a hero. They wanted to be the person that walked in with a dozen donuts for everyone for morning for morning tea. Yes, yeah. feel great about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, look what Sonia's just just bought to morning tea. So you could have filmed somebody eating them and getting the sugar rush, <laughs> and then twenty minutes later they're asleep on the couch after <laughs> they crash. <laughs> So we used anyway. to pull up. We used to pull up um, in a, an old vintage. Sorry, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. They're still with us. Yeah, they? yeah, oh, very, yeah, yeah. We used to pull up in. You an go old, out and get some. There, they're awesome. In an old um, vintage Krispy Kreme van, right? In the creative areas of um, this is in Sydney when it was launching there. So where, where the media agencies, ad, ad agencies, are. open the back of the van with two hundred dozen donuts, crikey, and hand them out. Wow. So no permits. Um, nothing. So you've right. got, you got to get in and out within five minutes because then the cops will come along and you'll get a ticket or, or whatever. Hang on. Cops love donuts. Then <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> the rabbit door bribe. Uh, and then the other one thing we would do is work out who are the influential people and sp- sport is massive, sport's massive in Australia. You'd, drop, you'd get access to the media um, booths on radio. So just before the game started, open the door, Hand over a dozen donuts and leave, and they'd go, "Oh my god!" Oh, wow. And they would just start, it and they'd be, they'd be calling the game, literally calling the rugby game or or, or the Aussie rules game, and going, "Oh, no, these donuts!" <laughs> it was like you couldn't buy that stuff. Were you able to Were you able to measure those actions to sales? Well, the sales went through the roof. Did um, they? Yeah, the sales were crazy. Oh, okay, Ab- absolutely wow. crazy. All right, uh, but you know that's 
how much of that was because of the that was just an awareness campaign. Yeah. But what it, what it did was it identified a truth. We created a moment. We created stories, stories where people were walking into offices and give, giving away donuts. We used to give um, the hosties on Virgin flights heading to Melbourne five dozen donuts each to give to the customers who were flying back from Sydney to Melbourne But when we were about to launch in, in Melbourne. Oh, wow. And then we'd get to Melbourne ourselves when I was going back and forth, living in Melbourne, going there, and put them on the... Um, what are the things called where the, your luggage comes out at the carousel? Carousel. We'd, yeah. we'd, we'd put dozens of donut, like I'd stand at the start of it and just put dozens, and people would look at it. And then we started going, This is weird. So we said, You know, please take one coming to Melbourne soon. <laughs> so people would go around. Yeah. What a cool idea. Yeah. That is very cool. Um, well, well, I think we've packed a lot into this episode, mm. so we might do uh, we might do a second one and just a little follow up with a couple of other brand stories because I've got a few more questions. Fun. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Your amazing brand story is Tim's book. You can search for that online. You can go to Spotify and get the audio version. Um, check it out. There's a lot of brilliant, um, I think there's some brilliant ideas in here. There's some fabulous ideas. And I love the little forenote at the front. To those who love a good story and want to use the same emotional magic in their business and professional life, this is for you. So mm. get out and get Tim's book, everybody. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. When you're ready to move up to an insanely fast full suite platform, Real Ads delivers everything the modern agent needs, including online design tools, social media ads manager, landing pages, websites, email and text messaging, CRM, customized ebooks, and much more. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R E A L A D S CRM. Yeah.